Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in to the 50th episode of the Wang Bang Podcast. This is your host, Emil Wang. And before we get started review, before we get started reviewing Avengers Endgame, just want to say thank you to all you listeners who've been uh, following over the past two years. Obviously, big thank you to the two staples of this uh, podcast, uh, Jeff Liu for his movie reviews, uh, as well as James Lau for the Warrior Wang Bang episodes. Also, shout out to uh, George Wu, Tan Nguyen, uh, Joey Lee, Javier Pordoy, uh, Eric Swen, and Dan Luddy for also being guest uh, guest voices on this pod. So, uh, look forward to doing many more episodes for you guys, and uh, as always, would welcome any feedback you got. And now, Avengers Endgame. God, seems like a thousand years ago. I fought my way out of that cave, became Iron Man. Realized I loved you. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the E-Wang Bang podcast. This is your host, Emil Wang, and I'm joined on the phone by my very good friend, basketball reviewer extraordinaire, Jeffrey Liu. How's it going, man? Girl power, whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I, we're recording this episode before the Warriors uh, round two series even starts, but uh, let, let's hope that they're not going to need any girl power or whatever to, to beat the Houston Rockets. Um, you know, the, the, the one the, the one man cheat code, which is Captain Marvel. <laughs> Um, so Jeff Lou is on the phone today to review the very, 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 very much anticipated film, Avengers Endgame. It is the fourth Avengers film, uh, 22nd film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and and really seen as kind of a, uh, an end of the era, uh, an end of an era for a lot of the original MCU characters because as Jeff and I discussed last time on the Captain Marvel pod, uh, the MCU's moving into phase four, four, four yeah, now, four. where yeah. we're going to see a plethora of a bunch of new faces kind of leading the Avengers. Um, yeah. I should say right now that this pod does have a lot of spoilers, so if you don't want me and Jeff ending up like that guy outside of a movie theater in Hong Kong. Uh, don't, don't, uh, don't play this out loud for people who have uh, not seen this movie yet, because there are some good twists. There are some very good moments, um, a lot to talk about on this pod and we'll be really revealing a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff. So, uh, I, we're going to dive right into it. We, anyone listening to this pod should already know the events that have led up to this film. Um, long story short, Thanos got all six Infinity Stones, stamped his fingers. Half of the universe disappeared, leaving uh, primarily the original Avengers along with a few other uh, supplemental characters. Right, right. Oh, man. Uh, wow. What a, what a trip this movie was. Like... Right from the opening scene with that was Hawkeye, fantastic! Holy uh, shit, dude! Yeah, yeah, I was sitting there, and Jer- you know what? I like Jeremy Renner. Oh, I like Jeremy oh, Renner just him. fine. Jesus Christ! This scene, I was just like, wow! That like, if you wanted to like make a a Taken movie, a remake, like put Jeremy Renner in there because yeah. that that guy knows how to do it, man. Like. I, I could feel his heartache, how torn up he was when his whole family got dusted. His motivation made sense. Like it was mm-hmm. the perfect transition from Infinity War into Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and and that was in the first like three or four minutes, you yeah, know, and, and a like pre credit just... scene as what they. Is oh, what they my God. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, that that cold, that cold open perfectly set the tone of this movie mm-hmm. yeah honestly yeah, yeah. It, it raised the stakes and i and i say that because you know everything that happens at the end of uh infinity war the the, the first part was you know it, you kind of lose people on this cosmic scale you know people just just kind of dust away on the battlefield or in space or whatever but you don't really see it hitting uh, like home Personally. right like i mean you kind of yeah. see it in the on the streets of new york city when nick fury and uh uh 
Robin Schabotsky get dusted away. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, this is, like, the first time that you actually see just, like, regular people. And obviously it happens to Hawkeye, but, um, you know, yeah. people that are close to just get dusted away. Uh, I was kind of Monday morning quarterbacking and thinking, like, like, could that scene have been better? Like, imagine if it, it was his daughter's wedding or something like that. But I, I, I took that thought back, and I think the way it was done was perfect because it was, yeah. it, it was a clean family moment that he, yeah. where he, like, that was just lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, like, it, like just from there, like, it, it. I, I think, I think the first step that they took in kind of just conditioning our expectations for the film just right into the next scene where they basically just go straight up and like uh save tony stark and nebula and then right after that they go and murder thanos i'm just like yeah oh okay (laughs) so i thought you know this was uh and for those listeners out there you know it's a three-hour movie it's it's fucking long and I had already kind of heard rumblings that Thanos would be killed within the first like 10 minutes because I had, I had thought so too. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Because you know, they're, they're Avengers, but you know, what's avenging enough. Right. And I think the point of this yeah. movie was you're not just avenging all the people you lost. Like you want to bring them back. Yeah. Um, and clearly, you know, uh, after Thor beheads Thanos in in an awesome scene, which I, I, I like, the whole theater was like, "Whoa!" Um, you know, you see, like five years later, nobody's really moved on the right way. Only yeah. only Tony Stark has, and even then, like he didn't really. It's not. Move on. Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, and and the other thing too, it's like it's such a disappointment because it's such a grand failure you know Mm -hmm. like and and the expectations that we had coming out of infinity war you know and and after captain marvel when captain marvel shows up and says you know where's Where's fury Fury? Mm -hmm. yeah you you kind of expected her to go up and just be like yeah i'm gonna fucking kick ass and like snap my fucking fingers and you know like bring everybody back and it's gonna be a turnaround and maybe we'll do something else with it you know yeah but it's not they really marinate. They they really allow you to marinate in the misery of mm-hmm. like the of the characters that you've grown to love. I mean, honestly, when when I saw this, I was just like, listen, listen, like when Tony comes back, they're gonna be able to reconcile. Uh, you know, civil war. Like you know, they'll have this like great bro moment with uh, with Cap. Shake their hands. They'll bury the hatchet. That never really happens it never happens i yeah i want to save that discussion for later because that that's yeah for sure an an issue with that one of the few issues i had with this movie but uh we'll we'll get into that later i I think going back to captain marvel you know you and i joked on the last pod that like captain marvel like why doesn't captain marvel just like fly into outer space and donkey punch thanos and that's basically (laughs) what happened like you didn't like you didn't really need anybody else maybe thor to like wield that axe but um i think it's funny that captain marvel still does like a fucking like flying like arm bar on him or whatever like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he does she does like the fucking Hold, black holding holding her holding thanos in a choke is like answer him is like bitch just squeeze you yeah. know like <laughs> yeah. like and, and this shit yeah. but she, I, I mean like good there go uh she really is the one person cheat code that um i i had a problem with her and we don't have to go too far into this because she ultimately she is a very very minor character in this whole thing but just again the scale of power how she like took down like spaceships by just flying through them like she should have just showed up like five minutes earlier and like she could have like flown through everybody and like nobody could have stopped her close your eyes close your eyes emil and just just let the wonder of marvel wash over you don't don't try and do superhero math it's gonna hurt (laughs) It's gonna hurt, dude. She it just, <laughs> me and my brother talked. Doesn't make talk, any fucking sense. <laughs> me and my brother talked. Like he's like, yeah. She just typed in IDDQD and like fucking went around. And so flew around. look, man. It's it 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 takes like you know. Suffice it to say, at some point, you know, everybody fights everybody. Uh, you know, Thanos is ultimately gonna fight Captain America. Um, at, at the end of this film, but you you gotta you gotta realize, man. They have to just like choose the power levels of these people willy-nilly okay because 
Yeah. I went back and I watched as many of the Marvel films as I could to get ready for Endgame again. That that's including Infinity Wars multiple times, Damn. Doctor Strange, Captain America, uh, everything, you know. And then, you know, I was watching Captain America the Winter Soldier, which is still one like, you know, cl- like top 3. Mm-hmm. Top 3 of my movie uh, of my Marvel movie um favorites of all time. And I'm just like, you know, at the end when he's trying to uh, change the targeting system on the three helicarriers and stuff like that, and he fought Bucky, Bucky takes a regular pistol and shoots him, and Captain America almost dies from that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so just put just put that yeah. in context. Yeah. Okay, put it put it all in context. Yeah. Even in the even in terms of this movie, yeah. Captain America fights himself and is able yeah. to knock himself out. Okay. <laughs> Really think about that for a second. Really think about that for a second. Because then afterwards, Thanos fucking kicks Captain America's ass. Just, like, wrecks him. And then you're just like, I don't understand. Like, (laughs) if Thanos is kicking Captain America's ass and Captain America is still standing, does that mean Captain America (laughs) is stronger than Captain America but is weaker than a Colt 45? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just... (laughs) You you get you gotta let it go, man. All it's right, <laughs> I'll let it go. Yeah, it, it didn't make that big of a, an impact on the film, but it's just again oh, yeah. like her Captain Marvel's just scale of power is like it's oh, just yeah, that, way that... out there. Like it, it it didn't have to be as hard <laughs> as they made it seem. I think, but um, I, I did like the scene where she's kind of fighting Thanos and Thanos like plucks like with a power stone or whatever it was out of the yeah. gauntlet and like punches just, her. Like clocks her yeah Yeah, yeah, i thought that was that was kind of cool um so let's break it down and let's let's go into the kind of side missions where everybody goes i mean like you know uh, paul rudd makes his grand return awesome uh you know kind of the gathering yeah paul rudd is great um and the gathering of the team you know fat thor is is probably fat thor Thor is probably the greatest thing that's happened to like marvel or to filmmaking like ever (laughs) I like, <laughs> like, it's, and he doesn't slim down the whole movie, which is so great. <laughs> you think that he's like, oh, okay, maybe, he'll, maybe he'll pick up Stormbreaker and then like magically he'll yeah. be fit again. Yeah. But it's not. It's so good. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I gotta say, Chris Hemsworth, he he's he, so he, smart for he doing has a, that. Yeah. Honestly, he has a career in comedy now. Like I, I would have never thought that after the original Thor, the original Avengers. Like, yeah. but man, he's so good. Like, God, no. and then when he gets on the fucking mic to shit talk a guy on Fortnite, oh yeah, like, <laughs> God, this is so good. <laughs> Yeah. Go yeah. on, cry, cry to your mommy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He, he, you know, I, I hope he does a lot more than just. And who, I don't know what his plan is to stay in the MCU. I mean, maybe he's in the future Guardians films because he's a- as Guardians of as the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it would be pretty fun, though. I, I don't know a whole movie about Thor and uh, and Chris Pratt and uh, like just bickering at Peter each Quill, other. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be good if they were like. You know, it would get old fast, I think, the same way like Drax the Destroyer got old. But um, Fat Thor, great. Uh, but yeah, the the you know the teams come together, and you know the the first uh, going back to New York City was really cool. I I thought that was a good scene. The the fucking elevator scene, man. Like I was like the theater like started whooping. Because yeah. like you know we're like oh shit it's gonna happen again and then I think the hail hydra thing was lost on a lot of people like because and, and you I, know you know about uh, the 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 whole Captain America comic book y- yeah, um, yeah yeah I mean it, he was kind of rewritten to be like you know to be a part of Hydra but then he was just kind of playing it the whole time right yeah that, that's what the story was um, well. There was a clone of him, not a clone, but there was a parallel version of him that was actually, like, he just carried out all of Hydra's plan. He was yeah. Hydra. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it was it was kind of a ridiculous, it was good, but it was a ridiculous series. Yeah. It was an absolutely ridiculous series, but it paid homage to that, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate. Yeah, yeah. I, 
Yeah, I, I mean the number the number of I mean just the amount of fan service in this fucking movie is like completely over the top. Like they mm. they tried to throw oh, yeah. in everything nostalgia, and, and, nostalgia yeah. galore. Yeah, yeah, and I was I I I honestly really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I liked uh, yeah so that whole kind of heist being time heist. <laughs> <laughs> that that whole thing was amusing. Um and then I thought Hulk talking to the uh Tilda Tilda Sweden. Uh Sweden? Tilda Sweden. The uh Tilda Sweden oh the, the ancient one. The ancient one, yeah. That, that's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a cool scene. Um it was yes. good to bring her back, I think. I think one of my disappointments in this film is that they, you know like she had a bigger role than Stephen Strange. Like all of the the kind of wizards, they should have a lot bigger role in this because they can kind of explain this whole time thing. Um, right. And the the fact that, you know, and I've given up on, you know, time travel and all that stuff. I mean, you just kind of accept it. Nod your head and like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to nitpick time travel uh, anymore. But I think they should have been in it a little more just to kind of make sure that the rules of time travel were maintained. Um, there were no rules. There yeah, are no clearly, rules. Clearly no rules. <laughs> um, so then like, uh, what, what was the other missions? Oh, uh, Nebula and War Machine. Yeah, like War Machine was kind of pointless. Like he yeah. he didn't do much. He was just kind of like, anything. he was there he, as he, Don Cheadle. Like, yeah. making snarky remarks like that was it you know you actually didn't even see him in that many action scenes exactly which was which is kind of disappointing because he got he has kind of a cool look in this movie you know like yeah. and him and rocket raccoon like mm-hmm. they they would have had like i think they would have had a really really cool like fight scene if it wasn't just at the end you know but yeah you know that's neither here or there i don't think this was intended primarily as an action movie it was because not, no yeah more than anything it was kind of like a like a climax to character development and i you know i honestly did appreciate that uh yeah we'll, we'll get into the character development thing because i i i, I definitely feel like they were trying uh and uh-huh. i think they fell flat on couple aspects um all right i and i think uh so we'll go into like nebula and uh and War Machine, right? War Machine was was not very yeah, important, but I think Nebula yeah. actually was one of the most important characters of this film, right? Like she right. was someone that they were developing, and at the end, she didn't really get the—I mean, she didn't die, but she didn't really get a send off or like a um, uh, like a conclusion with her and Gamora and Thanos. Like not re- just—it it didn't tie together for her as much as you know some some of the other characters got um well i think for nebula the thing is that she kind of got over her need to please her father in the last movie or in guardians in guardians 2 that's true that's true yeah yeah she's already turned right now she's just kind of a, a good person that's dealing with the consequences of her past self exactly and i i think i think her stuff was more of you know I'm I'm fighting my past demons at this point, and I I mean she's still gonna be in the series, so there's no reason to send her off. So you know yeah. like, I I see I see what you're saying because for such an important character in the film, her story is left open ended, which is a little bit unsatisfying. But with like mm-hmm. everything else that's going on, is kind of like yeah, oh it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to it's hard to pull off. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, though. Like, there was a lot of like excess fluff, and and we'll we'll go into this at the end when we talk about the whole epic battle scene. But you know, mm-hmm. having things like the Guardians of the Galaxy, even any scene with Quill and Gamora or them all standing in the ship at the end, like they didn't need that. Like, they really did not need it. It was it was excessive Grit- and in gratuitous. An, in, yeah, and in a film where you need like. You want to wrap up, you know, the character, like, you know, Jeremy Renner, right? He, like, he kind of had a good moment where it's, like, him and Wanda talking at the end, talking about Natasha. Um, Yeah. But. And and Vision. And Vision, yeah, what they're talking about, Natasha and Vision. But, uh, like, in in a film where, like, you had characters that were really important and, you know, their motivations were well explored, like, they just didn't really have – they didn't wrap up all of the characters into a nice little bow. Um, 
let's, let's talk about uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow. That that scene. I, I think that was also not a very good send off for Black Widow. A great scene, by the way. Great scene of great them scene. fighting. And I was like, you know, I said this on the Captain Marvel pod that I thought Hawkeye was gonna die, and I was like pumping my fist like you know I, I got it i'm right and he's like halfway down the fucking cliff and like she just comes out of nowhere <laughs> i was like what and, uh, and then i was like oh it's over it's over um i but... i thought you had a hard on against uh for for scarlet uh not scarlet for uh black widow to to kick the bucket in this oh one. i mean i i, I... yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like her. I think she's a terrible character, but I still think that if you're going to kill really? off, if you're going to kill off somebody major like that, like they, uh, like who was she in this film? Right, she was the person that was kind of keeping the Avengers together. So yeah. a they barely developed that. They the only scene where they really developed that is her five years in the future, kind of doing the the teleconference thing. Yeah. Um, but you don't really go into her struggles as the person, kind of that glue person who held on to hope, right? Right. And so then you kill her off with also not much of a send off. I mean, they kind of get together and grieve, but yeah. then they just kind of move on, right? It wasn't the same level of send off as Stark or or uh, Captain Captain America. And yeah. in the in the, for the purpose of this film, like she could have been a lot more significant because she was the one that was like trying to hold, hold on to hope for everybody. Exactly. But I mean, here's the thing, like for, for as much screen time that she wasn't able to get in this movie to develop her character, she, you know, she's had a lot of screen time in other Marvel movies. I mean, she started in Iron Man two yeah. And then she Captain was in America. a yeah you know she was in she was in Captain America the Winter Soldier she was in Avengers she was in Avengers Age of Ultron and in each one of those you know she did drop the hints about like her pat like her conversation with Loki in the original Avengers was telling you know like she's killed a lot of people in her life and you know she's she's uh, she wants to undo the red in her ledger so she's mm-hmm. always been looking for an opportunity. To kind of like you always knew that Natasha was not purely a white hat character. I mean, you just knew it, you know. Yeah. She was originally an assassin, um, and like I, I think that haunts her, and I think that like in this movie, like in so many instances, you see her fall apart, you know, because like she's never going to have that opportunity again, and the only group of people that accepted her are all gone now, you know, like Clint is becoming her. That's what she's scared about. So I know, I know this is a lot to read into because, you know, it's, it's films that are past already. It's not something that's been 10 years and she never even had her own film. Exactly. Exactly. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that if you do read into it, that this was a great send off for Natasha's character in the sense that she finally got to achieve what her goal was she wanted to die for her friends you know she wanted to be able to redeem herself and how better to do it than in sacrifice to bring trillions of people back you know and as unceremoniously as it occurred i I mean i wish that they would have even like you know done even more of a close-up or like you know as she was falling off off the cliff that they did some sort of flashback or some sort of thing you know some extra extra material there she she could you know she she was justified in getting a 10 more minutes of like um of storyline and i thought they were going to do it because when um thanos snaps for the first time he gets transported back until the soul stone and he gets to see baby gamora Gamora. and i and yeah. I, I thought throughout the entire film, I thought that even the post credit scene, they could do this, that like Banner would be able to see because Banner was the Banner was one of the people that snapped, you know, Banner would be able to see Natasha at like her at, at maybe an age at which she started training or some innocent age, you know, something that the soul stone like was capturing inside of her. And I think that was that was what I was disappointed in that they missed an opportunity there yeah. to do a little, that's little, a really little good bit point. Of, that's a yeah. really good point that they could have done. And and you're right. Like I, I am all for like her 
you know, sacrifice. I think it was, a, I thought it was a good scene, right? I, yes. I think, yeah, and for, for her role in the MCU and, you know, kind of reflecting on her, you know, being that person that, you know, she wants to make up for a lot of bad things that she did. It, it does make sense, but you're right. right. They, they could have like, you know, you're, I think you and I are kind of on the same page that they could have done a better send off for her. And, yeah, and they just didn't, sure. they just didn't have time for it, which yeah. takes me to, um, I have a huge problem with the, the epic battle scene. Uh, I and I'll tell you why because it was already done in the first one. Um, you already kind of had that battle on Wakanda. I understand that you you want to bring everybody back, and I think it like you know the the cap on your left was awesome. Like that that's a good you know uh, uh, callback to that was a, well Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, but that, I was like oh man. Um, but it could have been different. It, the, the battle could have been going on in different parts of the world, right? right? And like you didn't need to show like the extra five minutes of Black Panther jumping around and doing a fucking Jack's ground pound. Like that was pointless. Like you didn't need to do that. You could have shown like you know uh, 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 I forget his um, his bodyguard. The really cool oh, lady. Okuye. Yeah, yeah, Okuye. Like, yeah. they they could have shown her, like, phoning in and being like, uh, you know, the Black Panther's back, Shuri's back, you know, and then just hey. everywhere around the world, like, you know, Stephen Strange returns, the Guardians of the Galaxy return, like, you know, yeah. they're all fighting in different places. But the fact that you put them all together into one place, like, it just made it super messy and it just took too much, like, too much screen time. Like, this movie was not better because, like I said, you know, Black Panther did his five minutes. Um, the the women assembling, like the women assembling together for their one charge, you know, uh, you know, the yeah. War Machine fighting, you know, Valkyrie fighting, like all these things were so excessive that I was like, there were so many things that they didn't have time for that they really could have dedicated you know, just even an extra five, 10 minutes too, that they didn't because they were so committed to bringing everyone together. That being said, you know, most people in the theater loved it. And anytime like, Spider-Man came out and some dude like almost just his pants, like yelling, like Spider-Man. And I was like, dude, <laughs> come on. Like, <laughs> like I would have really liked it if they brought some of the Netflix guys in. That would have been fucking hilarious. If like, Punisher Luke Cage, out. yeah, Luke Cage comes <laughs> out, <laughs> or like, or family, yeah, or even like Ghost Rider comes out, or like, Phil yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Phil Coulson, um, fucking Punisher, you know, like, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, you see, I, I would have loved to see a Punisher do a hand-to-hand knife fight with Thanos, you know, really, <laughs> really throw the power scale into flux one more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I mean what did you think about the, the you know the the you know i were talking earlier that the trinity battle with Thanos was really cool and totally valid um you know each of the characters like jeremy renner running from those dogs like yeah. all of these things were all important but what did you think about the whole epic thing so the okay i am more of a i have been involved i've been reading comics for a lot longer than you have i think and you know i i when i was a kid the first time that i saw my my first like uh, the first time i read my first major crossover event where it was like the x-men fighting the avengers with spider-man and like the fantastic four and everybody's fighting against like um uh onslaught at that point you know and they did the gigantic two-page spread of like all the various like f- um, all the various superheroes fighting either bad guys or fighting each other or something like that. I was like, oh my god, that's amazing! And yeah. to you know, to be honest, when you look at it on as an illustration, it looks amazing. It looks great mm-hmm. because there's so. M- I mean, it's like it's like a much more detailed Where's Waldo so- sort of thing, <laughs> but. No, I mean, I'm serious, you know, because you get to like, you get to try and find your favorite superhero and what they're doing and like, you know, who they're fighting and what the significance is. It Like as a kid, it's awesome to see that. Then 
as you get older, you realize that every two years or so, they put together one of these like gigantic things, you know? And it, it's just like, it's a gigantic spread. It's a opportunity for an artist to like show his stuff essentially, right? So I'm going to chalk up the epic battle to that. And because this is not a two-year event, this is like honestly kind of a once-in-a-lifetime event that you see. I'm not going to give them like a whole bunch of shit because they did this. Because mm -hmm. honestly, seeing all the various combinations to me, seeing like how – you know, we got to see a glimpse of it in Infinity War so when they were fighting in Wakanda. But there, were, there weren't as many heroes. There was Falcon and War Machine – and, you know, but here you have, like, um, Pepper Potts in the rescue armor, you know, you, like, you have Tony Stark with Spider-Man there, with Guardians of the Galaxy. They just had a giant fight with the Trinity there. That didn't happen in Infinity Wars. This is truly the entire universe getting together to try and save the world, you know? And, yes, it's it's corny <laughs> i i don't know how else to put it it's corny yeah. and it it gets super ham-fisted when there was the me too charge in the middle of it <laughs> and and I, i'm gonna i want to come back to that i want to come back to that i want to come back to that because i i don't want i don't want anybody getting the wrong impression here okay but when we uh when when you see that and then you see ultimately how it culminates, for me it was ultra satisfying to see that. You know, like just just watching them like plow through fields of enemies and everybody trying to like protect each other and like you know protect their world and coming back and having this like sense of vengeance. It was it was ultimately very satisfying. It was not as satisfying as the Trinity fight. But yes. it was still satisfying yeah, for, I, for different reasons. Let me let me tie that up, and I I think you do bring up a good point. It is cool to see everybody on the same page or in this frame, all the, exactly in this in this yeah. case on the same frame. And you know, Rogers had to say Avengers Assemble, right? Um, yeah, which is which is a good moment. Would have been cooler if he gave like if they really leaned into it and were like, you know, like today we fight for our independence. <laughs> Or some, yeah, <laughs> some some kind of monologue. Obviously, not the hey, monologue from Independence Day. Hey, you sons of bitches! <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> like ultra lean into it. Yeah, just in fact, just get the guy who who played the president in, in Independence Day to just step in and do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the 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 Trinity fight was awesome. I and I and I think. The highlight of it is probably when you know uh, Cap gets to wield the the hammer. Oh my god! Yeah, that was awesome. If there was a jizz in, jizz in your pants moments, that was the one yeah. for, for me. Like yeah. Thanos is about to fucking like axe Thor, and yeah. then you're just like, "Yes, motherfucker, yes!" <laughs> and it was hard like, to tell at first. I, I thought Thor had. Pulling um, it, right? Pulled it first, yeah, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> oh, no, but man. I mean, when he, when he was using the shield and the hammer together, yeah. and you yeah. were just like, "Fucking America, bro!" <laughs> <laughs> USA, USA, USA. But I mean, like, oh man, that was so satisfying, and like he went a full like two minutes just kicking Thanos's ass. All these cool maneuvers. I mean, it was like marvel versus capcom all over again like it's like oh Limit yeah i'm gonna do the yeah thunder thunder shield punch shooting star like all this like it was great it was so much fun to watch it was so great and like chris evans god damn man like he he knows how to make a facial expression you know what i'm saying like yeah like when mm -hmm. he when he is like fighting he's really fucking fighting you know and it and it just looks great it feels great it feels like raw and like like gritty it like it, it felt like two titans really like kind of throwing down and honestly the last time that we saw him kind of go one-on-one -on -one with a guy was tony stark in civil oh, yeah. war yeah but even bucky was and, still there yeah, and Bucky was still there. This is just straight up like Steve Rogers reaching maximum potential. You know what I'm saying? Like just like yeah. going full bore, showing that he's worthy. You know, all this stuff. I 
God, man. Like, I love that. And, okay, so I, I'm sorry. I'm going to nerd out for a little bit, too. But it's yeah, not just that. Yeah, like, after after that happens and Thanos comes back and is, like, hacking away and he breaks the shield and, like, you know, all of the armies are coming down. And then there's this one, like, just fucking incredible moment where you just see the masses of Thanos' armies mm-hmm. on the right side of the screen and the sun is, like, blotted out by the clouds and everything like that and steve just is like standing there like a fucking jeep be like it doesn't matter man you can fucking kill me but i'm gonna stand right here and i was just like yes tightens his shield on his broken arm or whatever god (laughs) damn dude i was like fuck yeah man (laughs) i mean that 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 was my favorite part of the movie that that specific scene because like I, I told uh, you know I've said it before I'll say it again Captain America like in the comics in 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 the uh, in the MCU has always been my favorite uh, superhero just just because of like what he stands for and how good Chris Evans is in the role and Robert Downey Jr. is very very close second as Iron Man but like man just seeing Chris, like Chris Evans get his moment here I was just like I was so happy for him I was so happy the way that he got like his his real true like warrior moment there so. All right, nerd moment over. I, I felt really. <laughs> I, I'm gonna do a quick sidebar and go back to the the hammer slash uh, shield combination. Uh, yeah. Did you finish watching the MK11 cutscenes? Yes, I did. Uh, okay, so for those of you out there, you probably aren't as much as losers as me and Jeff Liu are. Um, <laughs> we actually watched the full Mortal Kombat 11 m- movie. <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. And there's a scene in there, like basically, uh, spoiler alert, um, Raiden merges with Liu Kang. Yeah. <laughs> and Liu Kang becomes Fire God Liu Kang. Fire God Liu Kang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. I literally watched that last night. So when I was watching Captain America, you know, take on the take on the yeah. hammer, I was like, oh man, this is this is MK11 all over again. Did, did you did you think it was weird that Tilda Swinton was also in MK11 as Chronica? Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, there are actually a lot of similarities between MK11 and. Uh, Endgame. I mean, just the, the time travel shit. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's epic. Um, endings are wildly different. But, um, so so let's let's go to. Uh, I'll let you talk about your Me Too movement bit. Let's let's, let's touch on that <laughs> before we forget, because I I want to. I, I I think from here we'll go into kind of the the character send offs. So. Right. Right. Okay. So I I want I <laughs> I want to like preface this really quickly that i had a long discussion about this before i decided to make jokes about it (laughs) i (laughs) i appreciate the fact that like that like there's real significance to the to like the me too movement and you know sexual discrimination like all of that stuff is fucking awful and it's good that you were bringing kind of that to light we're also bringing to light really the in like the inequalities between men and women in the workplace that being said if you if you make like scenes in movies that are just like that that, that you're essentially pandering to that that's not helping anybody you know like i i i and I'll, and I'll say this. I think that, you know, this is a little bit to the, to, to the extent of like, okay, yeah, they weren't given the opportunity before. So we're giving them this opportunity in a gigantic movie to make their stand. And I'm just like, that's not what you're what they're, what people, that, that's not how you make a change here. You know, mm-hmm. give these women movies then, you know, give them standalone movies. Don't give them like, you know, in in don't give them in in Infinity Wars. It's just like, a oh okay, minute, let's like... have yeah a two minute Okoye and Scarlet Witch and and Black Widow fight against like another woman. Great, you know, what what are you saying? Yes, we know women can fight. We've been watching them fight this entire time. We made no judgment calls on that. We just thought it was cool until you decided to like throw it in our face that this was the case. Damn. Captain yeah. Marvel, Captain Marvel did it the entire movie. 
you know, and as much as I wanted to like Captain Marvel, that was a wildly distracting point. You know, I went in there thinking that Captain Marvel was one of the most powerful beings in the universe. I went out of there thinking, okay, I get that you're one of the most powerful beings in the universe. Can you please stop telling me that? You know, like I don't need to be told that over and over and over again. And I think there's a generational difference. And I think there's like a real lack of like subtlety in the communication or effectiveness in the communication. I think that there are always going to be people out there when they see a scene like this that they're just going to cheer wildly, you know. But I think that that's like a really like naive point of view. Like, you know, it's it's no, it's perfectly legitimate. And, you know, if you if you feel that way, more power to you. okay? but honestly, if like if you look at it from like a 10,000 foot view, how are you helping anybody by doing this? You know, like you're you you're bringing criticism upon yourself for making it so ham fisted and it doesn't do anything. It's just like, yes, all the women are running together. You know, like, what's the point? You know, I don't understand. I really, really don't get it. And that's the end of my rant. You know, like, you're you're preaching to the choir, buddy. (laughs) They were literally like, you know, like (laughs) one level short of like flying through and punching Harvey Weinstein or something. Like, it was, it was so ham fisted and so ridiculous. And yeah, obviously, people in the the theater are going to cheer because they don't know any better. But, I think they could have – if they really wanted women to have their, like, powerful moment, I, I think they already had it with uh, Black Widow. I, I no, think I that mean, was already, like, a great, like, woman power moment. Um, because sure. in the end, like, Marvel – didn't Captain Marvel do anything smart? Like, has she – like, other than her, like, using her powers to come save the day, you know, she didn't make any moral judgment calls. Like all she ever says, like, like you said, is like, yeah, I'm powerful. And I have like a million planets to protect. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> no, you know, that's... I, I mean, it's not just that, like, you know, if you wanted to do this, you didn't have to make it so fucking obvious. You know, you didn't need mm-hmm. to do a slow pan out away from Captain Marvel. And who is it? It just happens to be every female character yeah. out there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you yeah. could have like Pepper, could, like, you know, like everybody else could have been occupied and people would be like, oh, no, we need to help them. And it just happens to be it like that. That's more subtle. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference. There's like an there. There is a. I don't know. There's there's like a more artistic way of doing this rather than just like saying like yes, this is it. No, you know, women. <laughs> well, that, well, that being said, that that's like saying that like you know all of the good guys didn't have to come in from the same side either. Especially since they could teleport in, they could have like fallen from the sky or flanked it's true. Thanos' it's army. True. You know, it, it is for the moment. But I think it would have been cool, like you said, if like Marvel started as like a like a you know on her own and then just like you know the other females were kind of fighting other people and they like yeah. you know just as like marvel's passing him they would like you know protect her a little bit you know fend off some people like it didn't have to be like all of them like running together holding hands like you know <laughs> forming like a we are the world. <laughs> yeah I, I i'm totally with you on it and it's just one of those things that it, it's one of those moments in in movies where like they do it to make yeah it's like you do it to make you know 70 percent of the audience cheer and then the other 30 percent like us like roll our eyes like that's just that's just what you do it's you know you're you're my my movie ticket costs as much as like you know some mindless you know uh social media like activists like you know person's movie ticket right and if there are more of those people out there than me then they're going to cater to them right that's it um and uh again apologies to the ewang bang listenership uh we do not (laughs) we do not mean to offend people this is and we we we're all for women empowerment we just again to make it clear it was it was a scene that was just way too ham-fisted for our liking Okay. Let's wrap. Let's <laughs> let's wrap this up with um, a, a couple of other characters, or a couple of characters as send offs. And, and I want to start with Hulk. Um, 
right. We haven't touched much on Hulk, and I and I I think the biggest problem I had with this movie and it, it kind of going back to the whole timing thing and you know other scenes taking away from his importance is we never got a resolution for like Hulk's dare I say impotence. Um, yeah. You know, he never really emerged as the big green guy in, in the first one, right? And we were totally expecting him to, you know, you know, come out in the second one and show that he can control it. I mean, in the end, he was just kind of this half, like, you know, he's he's Professor Hulk now, right? And yeah. But they don't really go into that, and he doesn't really have a moment where he unleashes. He doesn't really even have a moment where he, like, comes to the rescue. He's just a scientist the whole time. Yeah. And he did when when they go back into New York, he kind of has a funny, a couple funny moments that I laughed. Oh, that pretty was hard hilarious! At. Yeah, that was hilarious. Rawr, rawr, <laughs> smash! Yeah, but there was just no like, there's no resolution conclusion to, to him. Yeah, no resolution. Yeah. Like nothing about him, you know, being sent in the twin jet to way the fuck out there. They like, I thought there was going to be something between him and Stark. They're, they're just, yeah wasn't anything and like for a guy who was supposed to be this major player in stopping Thanos he just never did anything nope yeah Mm. um I'm just hoping they didn't want to overuse him because they're planning to use him again that's my whole hope because out of out of all the players um that we've seen so far the Hulk has been the least used um, he, he just doesn't have as many standalone movies and, you know, the, the potential for a Hulk franchise after this is still really viable because they have a whole new generation of like superheroes that are coming out now, you know, and they can all be Tom Holland's age. Honestly, I really hope they introduce Amadeus Cho in Shang-Chi and I really hope that like, you know, now more than ever, that Hulk loses control and Shang-Chi is the person to, like, to fight him. Because I think it makes more sense now, you know? Like, Hulk has Hulk ultimately has tried to stay in control all of this time. And the most dramatic turn that he can make is to lose control again. And I think that's – I think that would be really, really cool if they made that, like, kind of a, a centerpiece of, like, Phase 4. But – I think that's a lot to ask for right now because almost nothing has been revealed in phase four. So yeah, if this is the end for Hulk, it's, it kind of, it kind of went out with a fizzle rather than a bang. Yeah. And Mark Ruffalo is great. I, yeah. I, I just, I don't know how big he is anymore in terms of like doing movies. Yeah. I felt like there's a while where he was like, um, you know, doing a lot of good movies. Uh, but yeah, yeah. he was in like that, that serial killer one. Um, the, the guy in California, I think like, Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Nightcrawler? No, no, no. I forgot the name of it. But oh, anyway, uh, Zodiac. Zodiac. Yeah, Zodiac. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's good in that. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, it was just so weird. It, it was just one yeah. of the like big head scratching like moments of it. Yeah. What? Yeah. What happened to you? And you know, it, there was a lot of time dedicated to both Tony Stark and uh, and uh, Captain America, which you know, rightfully so. They they got their send-offs they got the proper amount of time for their send-offs uh we'll talk about tony stark first because i it was kind of weird i i i like the idea of him sacrificing himself i think you know he you know he even says that since the second avengers he had been you know haunted by these visions of you know everyone dying so that that was kind of his demons that he was fighting but right he never reconciles reconciles with with Captain America for all the Civil War shit. Like, yeah, I thought that was really weird. I I thought that should have been like that was the moment that we were all waiting for since the end of Civil War, which was exactly like, years ago. And you know, yeah, uh, like Avengers: Infinity War. You know, they they don't even see each other, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's finally like so we had to wait another year. For that yeah and then even in this it's just kind of like they yell at each other a little bit but there's no like i don't know there's just no moment yeah. yeah 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 um i i i was a little bit saddened by that but honestly i mean like 
for me, it kind of shows that Steve and Tony are men of principle. At, like for me, it shows that they're men of principle. And I think the biggest thing is, is that Tony, Tony did reconcile everything. I, I think to the extent that he could, because he went and he went with cap back to the fifties, you know, he was given the opportunity to make good with his dad. You know, the fact that he cooperated with Cap, it was that moment from the trailer, like, you know, and, do you and trust me? yeah, do you trust me? And like, you know, of course I do. They didn't put it in the movie and I think it would have been appropriate. And, um, you know, like I, I feel as though if they had put that in, I think it would have honestly that 10 seconds of it would have been more than enough, you know, for, mm. for, for the moment for you. Uh, and you know maybe there's going to be an extended version, which is three hours and a half, three and a half hours, and that would be, you know, no, honestly, I mean, like, yeah, you know, there for will a, be, I'm sure. Yeah, for for a three hour movie, it was a very very fast movie for me, and like in my opinion. But the the other thing I want to point out about Tony Stark's death, death, you know, because again, I had the opportunity to to watch all the other movies, is something that Cap said to him in the first movie, you know. He um, Cap said to him, you're never going to be the guy to lay down on the wire, you know, to to like um, to to like be the one to make the sacrifice play. And then Tony Stark says, you know, you know, I would. But why wouldn't you just cut the wire? And I think that I, I think the notion that he wasn't heroic or the notion that he wasn't doing enough has always haunted him. And that's why that also played into his idea of PTSD. That's why he invented Ultron, you know, like he wanted to be the guy to save the world. That was always his purpose, you know? And when he finally was given the opportunity and really like when he succeeded in doing everything, he had not lost everything. He was still being Tony Stark. He was still being selfish in the way that he wasn't thinking about Pepper and his daughter, but he really was thinking about like, hey, you know, like if this battle continues on any further, we don't know who can end it. I can. Like it's within my power. So he was the one who laid down on the wire. I don't think that there could have been a more poignant like ending for him, honestly, because he really did. He's proved himself twice now that he's willing to make the sacrifice play. Like the first time was when he dropped the nuke in Thanos's place and you didn't know or uh, dropped the nuke um, over the over New York during the Battle of New yeah, York. Yeah, he like flew it up into outer space. Or yeah. Something. And then he mm -hmm. thought he was going to die, you know, and you always knew Cap was the type of guy that was going to make the sacrifice play. You never knew whether or not Tony Stark could bring it to like make it a second time. And seeing this, seeing that he was willing and seeing that he was, he knew that he might die doing it. He didn't know whether or not he would survive the infinity gauntlet. And he assumed that he wouldn't. I, I, I mean, I think that's incredible, you know, because like, yeah. yeah I, and he had I, a lot more at stake too, because he was the only one that like, yeah. was, like didn't want to try and think he's like, yeah, I'm in a good place. I got a wife and a kid. Exactly. Like, yeah. So he did. He, I mean, he sacrificed for the greater good. And honestly, there's not anything more that um, could have come of it. I think it's poignant, too, that Peter Parker was so moved by – because Peter Parker hasn't addressed any of the Uncle Ben issues to this point, you know? And I think in, in seeing what Tony Stark did, it really, like, plays into the whole, like – with great power comes great responsibility sort of like thing for Spider-Man. And because Tony Stark has been the only father figure we've seen for Spider-Man in any of the films, I think, I, I think that scene, I mean, me over reading into it, like that, I, I definitely made a lot of different considerations and I, I might be justifying stuff that's not there, but all of that came out for me when I watched that scene. And I thought, you know, this is perfect. This is exactly the way Tony needs to go. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good take on it, and I, I, uh, I don't, I don't disagree. I, I think maybe, uh, maybe I, I've just never really liked Tony Stark that much. I mean, I, he's irritable. He's an irritable yeah. guy, you know. Yeah, and then, and then maybe because you know, Civil War was you know more of a movie about like defending Cap than, than yeah. uh, you know, seeing it from Tony Stark's perspective. Point. You know, yeah, maybe that's it. So, um. Let's talk about Captain America's send-off. I, I thought it was great. Yep. And I think I love the fact that like he didn't have to die. 
Yeah. Like you could send somebody off and they didn't have to die, but like he he's done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And just for him to like time travel, find happiness. Cause you know, the, the story is like, you know, after the first Avenger movie, like he never really found happiness or a place in the world. Nope. Um, you know, and yeah. I, I, one small nitpick is that he did meet up, uh, Peggy Carter. Yeah. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah, Carter, yeah. like uh, when she's old, right? Yeah. Like she does, he does meet her up in, I think, um, maybe Winter Soldier or something. But yeah, um, it, it is, it is kind of strange that he feels like he never, like, like they kind of treat it like he never saw her ever again. But, right. Yeah. He did see her again. She was just hella old. Yeah. <laughs> not, uh, probably not ideal. So it was nice that the scene where, it, which ends at, like him back in time and happy is, uh, yeah. was, was really good. And yeah. Good send off. You know, um, it was it, it, like it was uh, it, it was it was sappy. It was really, really sappy, but it was perfect because it was for Cap, you know, and it, you 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 wanted that. You don't care how much it didn't make any sense in terms <laughs> of the timeline. You were like, yeah, exactly. That's another time travel thing. I'm like, Ugh. I'm just going to close my eyes. on. The, yeah. All right. Cap, way to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about Anthony Mackie being the new Captain? America? I. It makes sense, right? In the yeah. comics, you know, like, uh, you know, he does hand over the shield to him. I think it'd be cool. I, I like Anthony Mackie. I, I think he's he's a very good actor. Um, I thought the fact that him and Bucky didn't talk at all uh, in the movie was kind of weird. Yeah. Especially since Bucky is such a like a huge motivating factor for two of the movies. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but uh, it, that's just another one of those like why didn't they have time for this? It just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. But I don't know if I can imagine Captain America like are they going to do movies with so, with Sam Wilson as Captain America or is it just going to be the like the Disney streaming series? It might be both. Um, mm-hmm. And and this may be one of those like really ambitious like. Uh, batman mask of the phantasm where you have a whole series and then you culminate it with a movie um and i'm really hoping that's the case because i i do kind of want to see sebastian stan and anthony mackie doing like uh you know six hours of uh, like six episodes on disney plus of like them and their goofy adventures all across the world (laughs) (laughs) and then like culminating with like Oh my God! You know, like Shields back or, or or Hydra's back or whatever. You know, and then like them having to team up and like take down something together because, uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, the Winter Soldier at this point is like very very much served as a espionage sort of figure, and mm-hmm. Anthony Mackie is just like he's he's kind of the modern Captain America. You know, like he's the he's the he's the latest iteration that isn't Steve Rogers to have the held the shield and there were so many social implications beside that i mean and it honestly is a kind of like a a uh, a doorway for them to like re-enter into the whole defender sort of realm because the, he has relationships with luke cage and everything too so i really hope they they take advantage of that and and you know give give us a little bit more you know like give us additional um fan service here and give us additional play into the comics a little bit because there's just like a whole library of stuff that they can dig into and there, a lot of them are really good storylines yeah yeah I, I i think it'll be interesting i yeah. i i didn't like roll my eyes and say okay that that's not going to go anywhere i think it'll be it'll be cool and i you know disney marvel they have a good vision on what to do with these things hopefully and, hopefully you yeah. know they, they've already had enough captain america movies that captain america you know whether it's sam wilson or steve rogers like they don't need to be like the centerpiece of the, the universe, anymore. universe anymore yep yeah i agree like, that that ship has sailed so i, I i'm excited i I want to wrap this up with one more thing that I just thought of. Um, I had a problem with Thanos, this (laughs) film. Um, And I'll tell you why. I think you and I talked about how in the first one, Thanos is a, like, from a different perspective, he could be a tragic hero, right? Yeah. He legitimately was a tragic hero who wanted to do good in, in his mind and basically lost, you know, his family and lost half the world. Yeah. In this film like like in the first film you could be like okay i can kind of see where i can kind of sympathize with thanos even at the right. very end even after he snaps his fingers when baby gamora was like was it worth it 
right? Yeah. Uh-huh. In this film, he's just like this, like douchebag. Yeah, he's yeah. like a spoiled guy who you know who didn't want his plan to fail. Right. Like, and it's he doesn't go into like he's not the same character that like wanted to you know make all the sacrifices for the right what he believed was the right thing. Like but this was a Thanos that was driven by ego. Yeah, but isn't that an odd thing though? Because I'm pretty sure it's the same Thanos Thanos that would be willing to make the sacrifice if called upon. But because he wasn't called upon to make the sacrifice, he's no longer worthy. I think that's an interesting take. Um, that being said, like, yeah, he just came off as a spoiled brat in this one. If and if you watched if you watched this movie as a standalone film, you kind of like, well, good, glad the motherfucker is dead. Yeah, yeah he's just <laughs> another villain. But yeah, yeah, like even in his final like the old Thanos in his final moments in the beginning of the film, like they could have shown a little bit more of that, right? Instead yeah. of, like, a bunch of people bum-rushing him and interrogating him and then, like... Because at, at one point, he kind of comes to peace with Nebula a little bit, too. Yeah. And then yeah. he just gets his head chopped off. Yeah. I I would have liked to have seen that Thanos, that, a Thanos that was kind of reeling from, you know, the decisions he made in the first movie, sacrificing his, his other daughter, you know? But instead, all we get is a a beheading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think they didn't have time <laughs> to resolve. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back to this time—a a time travel movie that didn't have time. Um, I, I, last thing, last thing. Uh, who did time travel better, Days of the Future Past or Endgame? Oh boy, they—they they both have so many problems with them. But I think <laughs> Days of the Future Past did time travel better. I—I I I think. I think the I think they stuck by the rules more, and then Endgame just kind of just like listen, you know the last movie, okay? Just ignore the rules and enjoy the ride. And I was like <laughs> I kept on telling myself that because like when Loki disappeared, when he picked up the Tesseract, I was like, yeah, but what, 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 <laughs> yeah, what, like what are you? Does the timeline do? get fucked now? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. And then afterwards, I was really thinking about this afterwards. Um, Captain America has to go back and put back the stones exactly where they took them. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, that is more of a challenge than actually <laughs> getting them the, the stones. Like, I don't even know how you go back to the red skull and be like, yeah. listen, bro, uh, thanks for the soul stone, but we're good. You know, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. Don't wh- know. Why? Why was Red Skull in that on that island? So, like, they just wanted to bring back that character because yeah, yeah. the Red Skull got sucked into the Tesseract, essentially, and then oh, like, okay, it was theorized yeah. that the Tesseract was like a portal to, like, be, uh, you know, f- like uh, to to have a mortal soul be the guiding voice of like the Soul Stone or blah 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 whatever. It doesn't it doesn't matter, <laughs> but. <laughs> Like in terms of time travel movies, uh, Days of the Future Past was very, very interesting because it tried to stay with the formula, and, and you know it, it tried valiantly and it failed in its own ways, but it was still pretty good. Here yeah, they did they didn't try; they were just like yeah. like Paul Rudd came out and was like, "Listen, quantum something something time travel," and then Tony Stark was like, "I don't really think I could do." Oh yeah, yeah you just reversed the Mobius strip and time travel, and then everybody was like, "Wait, now we have these GPS." T- time travel monitor thing time travel and then like you just go out and everybody's like hey, we're fucking everything up but don't worry so as long as we put the stones back everything will be cool and you're sitting there you're like that doesn't make sense oh, but all right whatever yeah, yeah i mean like, in the end like shadow cat like putting yeah. putting wolverine in a in a spell or yeah. shadow cat telling her past self yeah. you know run away is is also you know kind of kind of strange, but um, yeah, I, I think the whole like because you know everything takes place like the primary events take place in the past for Days of the Future Past versus you yeah. know everything kind of takes place in the future for Here, Endgame. Yeah, yeah I yeah. guess there's a little bit of a different impact and a little bit of uh, you know uh, I guess 
cause and effect and results. But I, I thought it was interesting how, you know, now both of these kind of major cinematic universes have done the time the travel thing. Yeah. Um, and then now, you know, I think about DC, you know, Flashpoint, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> which oh is my like, God. Yeah. Like <laughs> the Arrowverse, it's all time travel, <laughs> nonstop time travel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I re- I really hope my my hope for the MCU is to get away from time travel. Oh, for like, sure. I I I really don't. I want to I want to quit this shit and because it it's draining. It, it's really draining. Yeah, and, no, I agree. <laughs> overthink it. Uh, bring bring uh, back the old shit. I just want to fight. See Spider Man fight Mysterio again. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, what is Jake Gyllenhaal? He's Mysterio. Oh, he's Mysterio. He's Mysterio. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see because apparently Mysterio is uh is okay. some Doctor Strange utilizing like uh special effects having super superhero now. Like Who knows? Planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don Cheadle is Captain Planet. All right. Oh yeah, no Don Cheadle. <laughs> That's right. You're right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Jeff, this has been really fun. Thanks again for uh, sitting in on uh, the Warriors podcast uh, from the from uh, last week, and also for this one. Yeah, my pleasure, man. It was really good talking about this. All right, this is Emil Wang with the Wang Bang Podcast, and this is Jeff Liu. Keep on, keep on bang- banging. Awesome. Dude. I keep telling everybody they should move on. Some do. But not us. Even if there's a small chance, we owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. We will. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes.